0: Flatfoot 56 has been delivering their trademark Celtic punk sound for over 10 years. They have a rabid local following in their Chicago home, but this fan base has broadened not only to North America, but worldwide as well, with uh, Flatfoot 56 performing in most major cities. Flatfoot is considered one of the greatest of live bands. Active audience participation at a concert is a must, with the awe-inspiring crowd participation Wall of Death in the mosh pit going to say we're at Sneaky D's, but actually we're sitting outside of Sneaky D's in the van with the guys. And no, it's not that stinky and it's not that sweaty. So uh, I think we're going to be able to, to stand doing this with uh, the, even the windows closed up. Thanks, guys, for uh, spending some time with the antidote and telling our listeners what you guys are all about. Now, I'm just going to get you guys both just introduce yourselves. And uh, and you can, you can fill in who the missing members of the band are right now. I'm Brandon,
1: and uh, I play guitar and mandolin.
2: Um, I'm Tobin, and I play guitar and lead sing. Um, we also have Justin on the drums, does some singing as well. Uh, Kyle on the bass, does some singing as well, and uh, Eric on the bagpipes, and he does backup vocals as well. So we all, uh, we're all vocalist <laughs> people. So
0: flatfoot could be considered to be on the edge of christian music due to the style of music that you play because celtic punk he isn't normally in the christian realm
2: are you guys okay with that i would say we're i'm i'm okay with that we've always we always strive to be different and to be out of the box we listened to you know we're all christian guys and uh we were always big fans of old school punk rock and celtic music so we're just like hey i want to i want to do um, stuff that is different. I want to step out, and I want to be outside the box. And so I, I think it's it's okay for us to, to be considered that, you know, as long as, uh, you know, we're known for what we talk about and for what we are, and that's, you know, a punk band that loves the Lord, and that's a big part of our lives, you know.
0: Now, on a more personal note, now, your band has sometimes been considered to be the biggest band in
2: Christian music.
0: But there is a reason...
2: You gotta tell the, the listeners why. I think I think that's more of a size uh size thing. Where three of us are over six, Mark six six, and and I'm six ten. So well, we're tall dudes. Um, uh, we're, we're in Canada. What's the is it over two meters? Two meters, two meters yeah, two meter. two meter plus, yeah. So yeah, we're we're quite. We we commonly joke and say that we're uh, the biggest band in Chicago. Yeah, so so that definitely applies, you know. Besides playing Christian festivals, you guys play a lot at bars,
0: clubs. You guys have done Warp Tour. Do you find there's a different vibe from the crowds depending on the type of venue that you're playing at?
1: Uh, I think that the vibe is always what the kids make it. If they're they're there to have fun, you know, then the vibe follows that it doesn't really matter whether it's a christian venue or not i mean the vibe is is solely based on how the crowd wants to interact you know and and that's part of our job to get them to to interact and have a bunch of fun and and we help create the vibe but really the vibe is just comes down to if everyone's there for whatever reason
2: i think a big part of it is too is i think bands we struggle with this is that sometimes as a band you walk into a room and you profile the room based on how people look. And uh, one thing we learned early on is that you never profile people. I've seen people that don't look like they would destroy a room, completely obliterate a room. Like, um, and and it's very uh, it's very important to give people a chance to, to step out of their box. I mean, when we play music, it gives us a chance to be different um, and be creative and be fun-loving and goofy, you know, drool on stage if you have to drool on stage just to be goofy and get somebody to smile. A person in the crowd can do that, too, because they're a part of the show. And I I don't see a big difference between the two. I mean, obviously, within reason. You don't want to do anything that's illegal or stupid or ridiculous or or, um, inappropriate. But at the same time, we're all there to have a good time and and experience things. And if you watch any old videos of old-school 80s punk rock, the kids that dance, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They're just having fun. They're enjoying themselves. There's no. They don't look cool. They don't look like... They've got it down and figured out. Um, it's not choreographed. It's people having a good time and just letting it out. And And I think that's what we try as a band to get people to do is just remember that you don't have to be the coolest person in the room in order to set the tone. We set the tone and we give you the chance to join us and we'll make ourselves look 10 times more stupid than you could ever make yourself look. So it's okay. And that's I think that's what our attitude in our heart is.
0: So speaking about some of your live shows, any one of those live shows in particular stand out for you guys? Any memorable uh, venue or show that you did?
1: Yeah, we uh, we played uh, this thing called Summerfest in Milwaukee, uh, Wisconsin. We were playing. We were uh, I think we we're main support for Rise Against, and uh, there was I think fifteen to seventeen thousand people, and and. Uh, it's really funny my actually my my wife is with us and she's from a little place called the UP which is uh, right above Wisconsin but it's a part of Michigan and it's not connected by any real landmass it's just a bridge that goes over Lake Superior and uh Justin started talking about it from stage our drummer for some reason it was this was absurd to him that you know some portion of of land that was not connected to the state it belonged to I, I just it didn't make sense to him so he um he got these people all riled up into this thing and you know and by the time he was done everyone's like take it back take it back take and just 17,000 people shouting take it back all in a frenzy and Justin just yells and the rivers will run red with blood and everyone's like ah and i was a little bit concerned because uh there was a revolution on our hands so uh that was actually pretty funny that was very recent but it was pretty memorable
2: the up is connected to wisconsin that's why he was saying take it back and uh he was mad that michigan got to own something that was connected to wisconsin and should have been a part of their state so
0: so now we find the truth out about the band that you're actually anarchists.
2: Oh, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh, no. All, oh,
0: no. With your longevity being around for 10 years, you had a couple CDs that you brought on out your, on your own Winds of War and the first release of Knuckles Up, right? And Rumble of 56. Yeah. Then Knuckles Up was re released. Then you recorded the uh, Jungle of the Midwest Sea. And, of course, last year you did Blackthorn. Now, Blackthorn really took off. It debuted number two on Billboard's Heat Seeker chart. So for being an independent band, like what was the big change? How come that happened?
2: I think we're still scratching our heads wondering how it happened. Um, I think uh, when they told us what had happened, we had to look up Billboard charts because we don't follow them as a band ever, Um and we were like, man, we, we made Billboard. I I know that that's a big deal, but I never read Billboard magazine. I'm gonna have to find one of those. And and we looked at it, and and it was like, man, we're 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 charting here at nine different types of charts here. And you know, number two at Heat Sinkers Independent uh, New Band uh, Chart. You know, it's this is this is crazy, you know. And um, I think what had happened was is that we just for years we've been plugging away, and we have a very as you said earlier, and I liked this phrasing that you used, a rabid, um, home base following. We just, I think everybody that was waiting, anticipating that next record bought it the first three weeks of the record. They just, they all just went out and got it. And by doing that, they all made a big statement and said, we, we love this band and we want to support them and we want to do this. And that blessed us a lot. We were just blown away. And, um, it was not something that was expected. Um, we're hoping to do it again with the next record, but uh, it's definitely something that blew our minds. You know.
0: Okay, so there's a question that was waiting to happen. Any plans for next album?
1: Yeah, we actually just are coming out the tail end of of writing most of the record. Um, we will we'll be hitting the studio probably around January uh, in in Chicago at uh, a place called Atlas Studios. It's uh, produced again with Johnny Rio from the Street Dogs. Um, And I think it's, I like the record, I like the songs a lot. Um, We're going to play a few tonight, and uh, so we'll see how everyone else likes them. So uh, it should be out in, I think, uh, early June. Uh, That'll be on Paper and Plastic Records.
0: It's on the fast track. Great. We were talking a little bit about this earlier, but I really wonder if you guys are a closet ska band, because every time you come through Toronto here, you're doing Celtic Punk, you guys are always playing with ska bands.
1: Does this actually have an influence on you guys? Uh, if if you come on a trip with us ever, um, the majority of music that gets played in this in this van, I would say probably close to the majority is is soul ska. You know reggae. Uh, it's a music that we all really love. You know from you know Otis Redding to the Specials to Scottlights to Deals Gone Bad from Chicago. New old. You know we we love ska and uh, I think. It is a really big part of who we are, too, because, you know, if you go to a lot of ska shows, it's it, kids are jumping around, having a good time, fun, lighthearted kids. And, you know, that's the same mentality with music that we have, you know. And I would be okay with calling us the Closet Ska Band <laughs> because I think we all love ska a lot, you know, even... It's really funny. We're on what would be considered a predominantly ska label here in Canada, Stomp, you know, which is you know the guys from the Planet Smashers and and uh, the Beatdown and stuff, you know. So that's it's pretty awesome, actually. I think
2: those are real early roots of our band. Is found the Oi scene, which is where we kind of come out of, is is very interconnected with the reggae two-tone ska movement and, and scene and so we always kind of identified with that kind of crowd and you know uh, there's third wave which is a little outside of that scene but still family member of it so uh, we're here tonight with mustard plug playing with them and they're old friends of ours and you're what brandon said is right it's it's kind of a fun loving group of people that just enjoy dancing around having a good time and everybody's welcome at, at our shows And that's the same kind of attitude that most ska shows have as well. It's a very open attitude. Um, It's a celebratory attitude. And uh, it's about having fun and dancing around. And that's what we're all about. So we're a little harder than a lot of the ska bands we play with. But at the same time, it's still um, the same spirit. And that's what we connect on.
0: Well, with 10 years under your belt, I always ask this question of almost everybody. So what does the next 10 years hold? I mean are you going to have to get your walker and put flames on it or what's the
2: plan well first off I want to make sure my hair stays in and then second of all I'm ho- hopefully and you know trying to trying to keep the uh we were talking about that a little earlier it's like you know what what's going to happen with the future of what we're doing and uh, God willing we we you know continue plugging away and uh, making records and letting people making people enjoy what we're doing and. I would hope that we can, you know, tour more beneficially and not work smarter and and travel, um, you know, maybe not travel eight or ten months of the year, but kind of mix it down and maybe do three months to the four months of the year and, you know, write records and make those tours really good. But God only knows, and that's, that's who has this whole thing in his hand. And, and that's, I think, our heart. We can spout vision and dreams and, and all that, but when it really comes down to it, if, if God kind of really let it on our heart tomorrow to stop, we'd stop. And uh, believing that he has something better in mind, <laughs> wouldn't be too happy about it. But at the same time, you know, what, whatever he, his desire is, that that matters more. And so, but if it goes for the next 10 years, praise God, that's that's awesome.
0: This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins speaking with Flatfoot56. guys are regulars in Canada now, especially in Toronto. Thanks for your time any last thoughts
1: uh support local bands go to shows and uh, d- uh don't pigeonhole yourself into one style of music listen to listen to it all because it's all got something really cool to offer you
2: and we're also talking about coming back this spring to canada um so be looking for future dates uh and check out stomp records it's an awesome label um with a lot of amazing bands too so.
0: thanks again guys